You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hey friends, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm your host, Josie, and today we are joined by friend of the pod and recent, not recent author, that sounds like not correct, recent book published person. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Re- yeah. yeah. Scott Okamoto. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Book. Hey. Hey, Josie. Yeah, but recent Josie. authors, like, bitch, I've been writing this book forever. Like, it's not recent. Yeah, that's, that's true, but it's it's like being born or something. It's like, okay, now it, it's in the world now. You're right. You're right. Um, And it was endorsed by none other than one Josie Jimenez. So that's me. Uh, Yep. A little blurb front page. Maybe it's on the back. I don't remember, but I, I think I'm it's there. in the front. Yeah. That's right. Dang. I'm in the front. <laughs> in the front. Scott, you have no idea. Little Josie in a high school reading way too many books for her own good is screaming on the inside to have been asked to write a blurb for a book. Aw. <laughs> Which has very little to do with our podcasting sphere and more to do with I feel uniquely qualified because I've read a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you went to the 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 unnamed school in the book. We can name it here, but you You're went right. there. You you represent the youth the of youths. people I know. The- <laughs> Which is funny because I don't feel all that young anymore with the internet being what it is. I feel no, yeah, so it's all old. relative. You know, there's right, but you're still under thirty, right? Or yes. are you thirty? Okay, so I'm we won't. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna spe- specify, but but oh, the young people don't care about age anymore, Scott. <laughs> we don't care how old we are. Um, sorry, I lost you for a second. My interface went weird. Sorry, what did, what did you ask? That's okay. I just said um, that you can ask young women their age because we don't care about age anymore. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we don't lie about our age. If anything, being older is better. It's a compliment because I'm assuming you're under 30 if, if we ask you. How about yeah. that? The genes are really helping. They're working out. The non-white genes are working out for me. Yeah. <laughs> We say Asian don't raisin in our community. We, I don't know what brown is, especially when you're not that brown. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Olive doesn't. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, um, so you wrote a book, Scott, which is what we're going to talk about. Cool. Yeah. yeah give so, us your elevator pitch. I mean, ooh. slightly longer, but yeah. Okay. Well, we'll say we're going up to like the the Empire State Building or something. Perfect. Uh, I wrote a book about teaching at Azusa Pacific University. I don't name it in the book. I just figured I'd, do, I'd throw them a, an olive branch that I don't name them in the book, but I name them in my <laughs> podcast like every day. So it's one mouse click away if you want to, if you, if you read the book and you don't know what school it is. It's in Southern California. It's a Christian school. And yeah, it's, I, I taught, I started teaching there and I was already kind of losing my faith i don't know that's not that's the right word losing it's like you lost your keys or something but (laughs) my faith was waning Mm. and um but i got hired to teach there and uh, i took the job as an adjunct at first and started deconstructing even more because i i was hoping that 
what little faith I had would be like nourished and grown back to a, a more like vibrant state by being at Azusa Pacific. You know, they call themselves a flagship evangelical university. So if if there was a place to to learn and grow a faith, you would think that would be it, but quite the opposite. And and I don't blame APU for me like ditching faith. It just it just didn't help. Right. <laughs> just, it really doesn't. I thought it might like slow down the slide or, or, or uh, make the it land spiral. a little softer. Yeah. 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 No. It it just it just just no. It didn't. So <laughs> by the time I was there for like uh, seven years. I had to admit, man, I don't think I believe in this stuff anymore. I don't even even know if I believe in God anymore. And so that's like the first half of the book. And then like the middle to the end, I sort of change it into, because, you know, there's so many deconstruction stories out there in books. Um, for me, I also wanted to construct something. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and that's what I was doing. I, I knowingly, even when I was still a Christian, I was really leaning into being um, Asian American and what that meant. Because when you grow up in evangelical culture, you're not encouraged <laughs> to do that. Or if you are encouraged, it's still in the context of whiteness. Mm -hmm. Like you bring diversity to this space. You know, you, yeah. you <laughs> we'll put you on the posters and all the PR stuff. Um, but it's still, you're expected to, to be and act um, white. So it was the first time I really started to to wonder, like, if if I can separate myself from whiteness and white systems, you know, who am I? Who what what who is my community outside of of Christians? And so, luckily, you know, I had been, you know, I always had friends who were outside of church. Um, so I'm fortunate, I guess, in that way, because you know, you you look online and you see all these people in on like the evangelical Facebook group or a whole bunch of other places and you always see like someone who 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 leaves church or leaves the faith and they don't have anyone outside mm -hmm. you know and so they got nothing right it's it's awful it, it must be just the worst the yeah. worst thing right because all your friends all your community all your support is in these spaces and so when you leave you got you got nothing mm. so luckily i i wasn't that way i always felt like you know you need to be in the world but not of it that wonderful, like impossible. Not thing of this follow. world. Yeah, not of <laughs> this world, but but still in it. <laughs> and I, what I noticed as a Christian when I was a Christian was that people are good about not being of the world, but kind of hard to be in it and mm. not of it. And so people tend to err on the not of side of that equation. So, um, Luckily, I noticed that when I was in college, and I kind of made it a point to always have friends who are outside of the church and outside of faith. Um, so <laughs> it was a soft landing when I, you know, I left, and I was like, "Oh, I have all these friends. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out with them." And I didn't miss the people in church. <laughs> didn't miss them. I never. I was never into Christian music past age like 15. God bless uh, you. For those of you keeping score, that was like 1985. <laughs> um, you missed all the good stuff. <laughs> I did because it got better. You know, it, it sucked in the 80s. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it sucks now again. So you didn't yeah. miss much. Well, right. There's, ooh, that's a topic for a podcast that I haven't heard covered mm -hmm. much is the CCM. You know, uh, uh, thereafter, they've talked about it. Let's do some research and we'll do another episode. <laughs> yeah, because it was really growing in the 80s and 90s. But I, I was like, no, I'm out. 
<laughs> every time you went to a Christian bookstore, it was like, oh, what kind of music do you like? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I like, um, I like you too. Okay, good. We have you too. Okay. I like, um, <laughs> I like Van Halen. Oh, so you like hard rock. Well, here's Striper. It was always <laughs> like, we, oh, we got that. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> what kind of music you like? Oh yeah. Here's the Christian version, the, the, the redeemed version <laughs> of that. And then I'd bring it home and it'd be like, oh yeah, this sucks. This is not, yeah, not, not, not that good. good. <laughs> so some of it was all right, but um, I just figured if I'm listening to music, I'm just listening to music. You know, yeah. I don't need the Christian version. So maybe I was doomed from early on to to leave faith because I was mm. always sort of like thinking outside of it or or not following all of the rules that that people had set up. Yep. So yeah, so I left faith, stayed another uh, ooh, eight years after I decided I wasn't a Christian at Azusa. Um, still teaching English, still still helping kids figure out their faith. You know, I enjoyed that. I I never tried to proselytize people out of their faith. I just mm. would say, look, I know the Bible <laughs> pretty well. I know which one um, here. <laughs> yeah, I grew up doing this. You know, and I I could relate to my students. And yeah. I was just like, well, if we have to do faith integration, you remember that, right? Oh, in math class, the best. <laughs> yeah, let's let's sing worship songs in math. Um, yeah. If, so if if we have to do that, English is easy. You know, we're t we're reading stories or we're writing papers. You know, how does your faith inform? what you read or what you write and you really don't have to be a christian to, to make that happen you can just say you know i know this so that's what i did until, until i got in trouble i was always in trouble i think we talked about this on the last time i was on yeah i mean we're both troublemakers <laughs> yeah that's why we get along is cause, Amen, yeah. Hallelujah. yeah game recognizes games that that's, young right. Say. that's right that's okay. right that's right <laughs> um uh, i was in trouble and uh it was, they would have kept me around if not for the queer issue. You know, Ugh, isn't it always? Like, they didn't like that I was talking about racism and social justice. They they hated that. They, they the students complained, the parents complained, the, the, the dean complained, but they couldn't find grounds to get rid of me until I joined the underground um, LGBTQIA club. Hmm. And then when my name got attached to that, they were like, ah, now we can get him the hell out of here. Now you're breaking the contract. Yeah, now you're really, you really crossed the line. And that was that. So they were going to fire me and I, and I quit. So people Good. can, people should go listen to the other time I was on. I think I told way more of yeah. the details. So we'll wait. Just go ahead. Yeah. Go, pause. Go to that. Yeah. And then come back. Yeah. Right. Great. Okay. Are we back now? Yeah. Welcome back. Hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I find that we're, pretty similar people i also feel like i was doomed from the start in christianity <laughs> like, yeah well because you were hardcore in like pentecostal stuff so. oh yeah but my parents wanted my dad's incredibly intelligent and so when he figured out that his kids were also incredibly intelligent he was like run with it baby like <laughs> get smart or whatever <laughs> but the problem with getting smart in every possible way outside of apologetics you start yeah. to think critically about everything and religion yeah. does not tend to hold up and the bible really kind of falls apart when you <laughs> yeah you don't even need a magnifying glass you just have to sort of look at it twice and you're like wait a second yeah it like reminds me of this tweet that i just read a few days ago it said yeah i'd rather permit a few 10 year olds to have their father's children as long as abortion is legal and i was like whoa, whoa. Yikes! Ooh. Cognitive dissonance. All yeah. right. 
and just kind of shitty. I know, yeah. Because even like I feel ten is that sweet spot where it's like you haven't lived long enough for people to say, oh yeah, (laughs) kill that one. But you and like you've lived so little. Yeah. You want to save their life? I don't know. Yeah. Where's the cutoff then? Like. For me, don't ask me. It's (laughs) like (laughs) eleven. We're going to establish the age of accountability right here. Just Yeah, especially if dogs are involved. Like, if I have to choose between my dog oh. and an 11-year-old, <laughs> sorry, I'm making my fucking yeah. dog. All right, that's fair. You've lived long enough life, kid. My dog yeah. has a year <laughs> left, and I need it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Again, that thinking, no wonder I left religion, because I think fucked up thoughts like that, but... <laughs> So what have been some of the responses of your book? I'm always curious, and I feel like nobody asks authors this. Like, what are the responses that you've heard and seen about your book? Yeah, luckily, the like, if you go look, look on Amazon, I know Amazon's evil, but they're like the one <laughs> yeah. book purveyor that like keeps all the numbers and the stats. So like, mm. you know, all right. Uh, most of the most of the reviews are good um, because like half of them are people I know. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, Hey, write me a nice review. Okay. But there are some that people I, I've never met and who really like the book. Interestingly. And I just wrote a sub stack about this. The two negative ones with like zero stars or one star um, are, are kind of along the same lines. It's, and I get this online, like on, on social media too, where people are just, you know, what I thought, I thought people were going to push back at my stories about APU mm. and be like, that's, that didn't happen. Or, um, you know, Christians aren't that bad or not all Christians. And I didn't, haven't got any of that. What I've gotten is I can't believe you, you threw the baby out with the bathwater and you just left faith altogether. You know, it's like they're, they're hurt. <laughs> they're, <laughs> How dare you? They're really disappointed that I, you know, and that's not why I wrote the book was, and I didn't write it to justify loss of faith. I just mm-hmm. told them told about it and right. so it was already happening and then yeah the yeah that train was that train was running and yeah. so um it's really weird and, and i and i you know i don't want to be a dick about it and and clap back because that's i mean that's, god bless you kinda, i would do it <laughs> i mean if they, if they come at me like for personal things and i did clap back to the one guy because he tried to join my um chapel probation facebook group and try to be all friendly and then and try to slide okay. in that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. you shouldn't uh throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's literally what he said. He said, You should still have faith. And I'm like, wait, there's a no proselytizing rule in our group. So and you're proselytizing, so shut the fuck up. And Blast. he didn't like that. He got hurt. It's and that's the thing. Mm. And I think and I try to put myself back in the shoes of someone who still believed. And I can't I don't know if I was like emotionally hurt by people when I heard about them. Like, I remember it worried me because I'd be like, well, what if I lose my faith or what if or what what would what would that look like or how would that happen? Mm. But I was never, you know, when someone told me they used to be Christian, and they weren't Christian anymore. Most of the time, I think I was just like, OK, mm. you know, do you want to talk about it? Yes. No. You know, and that's it is what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what, I, what I've been getting is this very sad, this sad disappointment that. Oh, if because they both said, you know, if you really read the Bible, I'm like, hold up. 
I did that. <laughs> I led Bible. Why study do they always this. assume that we never read yeah. the fucking book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you read this verse? Yeah, I read that verse. <laughs> read the ones around it, asshole. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you read the one before that one? And <laughs> it's just like, um, yeah, that's not the issue. You know, like when the someone quoted it on, like, you know, I think in my preface, is that what it's called? The the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned, you know, like the Bible to me is kind of a mess and it takes some, some amazing mental gymnastics to sort of piece it all together to make it mm. make any sense, you know, and I just, I'm not that smart, you know, <laughs> I think I'm, <laughs> oh, or, 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 okay, I am, I might be that smart, but I'm too lazy because it's just take, you need a PhD in like, like well, theology, not logical, you know, like it's right. basic exactly. logic. You can't, I'm not going to bridge these gaps for you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like it needs another pass. The Bible, the group of books, it needs mm-hmm. someone, it needs a good edit, <laughs> not Amen. a retrans. We don't need another translation. It seems like the last 10 years we've had a few more. And it's like, yeah, that's not helping. I know. It's almost like these books were written individually of each other in separate yeah. contexts and in places separate in the world. contexts, separate times <laughs> with different political you know, leanings and yeah. points of view. Yeah. It's, it's almost like that. Anthology. <laughs> 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 yeah. I think you're an English professor. I was. Yeah. Um, I said were. I used to. I, don't yeah. correct my yeah. grammar. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't correct grammar. So just, okay. just yeah, that, that's not my say, vibe. I've, I've never been that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought you said nerd. you are an English professor. Yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. Oh, I know you are. I, I have great respect for your English abilities, your Thanks. prowess. Um, it's not that impressive, honestly. I just like, it's the one thing I hold on to in life is that I, I can say, I've probably read more books than you, which is like both sad <laughs> and, but anyway. No. I mean, depending on which books, you know. I mean, okay. I This is the saddest one. In the eighth grade, my teacher was pretty disappointed to see me reading Machiavelli's The Prince for five time. How fucking psychotic is it to see, a, a, like, 11-year-old reading? Oh, 11? Eighth yeah. grade? Isn't that, yeah. like, 11? No, I think you're, like, 13 or 14 in eighth grade. Right. But still... still yeah, yeah, maybe that's worse. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little psychotic, um, but it was just a, like a list a, of the hundred books you have to read, yeah. and I was like, okay. <laughs> it wasn't assigned, right? I mean, you picked it. It is kind of a sign. I did end up a little princey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better to be feared than loved. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, but let's that's, get into that's our that's our vibe, right? That's, that's that is um, my vibe. That yeah. is. When it comes to, yeah, because, you know, I, I feel like God, you fear God because you love God. You fear me because you love me. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. There's That's something to that. Yeah. Um, that the was prince, a lot man. of yeah. nerdiness for everybody. Yeah. We're, but, okay. We're back. We're back to being. We're yeah, back. Okay. So now that you've stepped away and you've written the book. And you've compiled all these thoughts. I'm asking a bunch of like reader questions. So bear yeah, with yeah. me, everybody. But like, what is your experience of everything when you're twice removed now? Yeah. Because I mean, once you write the book, you have so many feelings about it. But I feel like it, for me, writing things down really is my processing. That's when things are finally processed. And assuming yeah. that this is, this is a really complicated question. Assuming that that's no, no, the same for you. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you feel now that you're twice removed from all of faith 
and the journey. Yeah, it feels good because, you know, to your point, um, writing it did help me sort of process more. You know, it's been a while now. I, it was 10 years ago this, this, uh, this year that I mm. left, uh, that I left APU and even longer that I left the faith. Um, <laughs> but I think just having the years to, to look back and process, I feel, I feel good about it. I mm. feel like my life, you know, life is life, but everything is just better. <laughs> oh gosh, um, amen. Depth. <laughs> yeah, right. The depth of, of love and care that I experience, not just from me, but to me, from my mm. community and my friends, my chosen family, is so much deeper when it's it's not because God told you to do it or because God mm. did it for you, you did it for someone else. That's so transactional. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just because we care about each other. We want the best for each other. And I want the best for everyone, even mm -hmm. even the dickhead, you know, mega people. You know, I, I want what I want them to flourish. Mm -hmm. um, they don't give a shit about us, but, but, um, but we would like yeah, you to be fed about, and healthcare and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. Have, have a happy life. Yeah. For everyone. Not, not so easy in this day and age. Um, mm. but yeah, so as, as far as writing it and get, it, it was like a big release relief mm -hmm. to, to say, all right. Um, it's, it's in print. <laughs> so it's like a bookmark of time that, um, is there, it is out there mm -hmm. and people are reading it. Um, sometimes I, I, I'll just be sitting here at my desk and just be like, oh my gosh, someone's reading my book right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's a, it's a good feeling if, if they like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either way they bid for it. So good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true too. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, to, uh, to answer your question, what's it like two times removed? Um, yeah, it, it just feels, um, like a completion of something and mm. now i'm already thinking about what i want to write about next and but you know you know you you know this it's it's always there you know our yeah. our religious pasts you know as good as things are today part of the reasons part of the reason i recognize it to be so great is because i remember how shitty it was mm. <laughs> and and i think you never forget that i think i told someone else like every sunday i wake up happy that i don't have to go to church <laughs> To this day, um, I, and I know you go to church. And there, if I went to a cool church like yours, I would be happy to go to church. I but... still wake up not being happy to go oh. to church. I mean, I I enjoy the church service when I'm there. Right, right. Like it's not a burden, but and God don't damn you, it. you you preach sometimes too, so you get yeah, to dictate fully how involved. church goes. It's like really like my job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting up to go to work isn't great, even though I get to play the keys. Oh, the yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm I not know very good. I didn't know you did music too at, at church. Uh, yeah, I did music for the majority of my life until I became an adult. Oh. Yeah, I was in the handball choir at APU. Oh, right. <laughs> Handbells, woo! Generous yeah. scholarship. I did one year of marching band at APU, and it was not worth the money. So oh, I, they so, had a marching band? Oh, yeah, they did have a marching band. Just it was for, very small. Yeah, yeah it was not great and a college marching band that's not that's just like a thrown together marching i came from a high yeah. school that was really competitive yeah me too and you went to arcadia right yeah okay you guys are much more competitive i mean you guys no, were it, was a, it was like a religion yeah <laughs> it's a arcadia. religion we were better than the football team yep yeah arcadia was great they yeah. always have been um and then i saw i saw the azusa marching band with like 
18 kids in it. I was like, oh, yeah. that, that hurts me. That no level of excellence, needless to say. <laughs> I mean, it sounded fine, but, you know, it's, it's tough when you don't have, you know, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. You, you can't go out in the field and make formations. <laughs> I know, you have like, lines. Yeah, you, you can make a circle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nerd talk, nerd talk. Now we're talking about band. Okay. I know. But yeah, I did, I did a music both like commercial style music for church because our church was very growing up my church was very music oriented um nice. and my parents were in the worship team and my dad's family has a his like a is a musical family so you were kind of i was the only one with, the, born oh. with any musical talent so <laughs> i had to be little miss music in church and then did the the school choirs and the band and then the marching band yeah. and all right um classically trained but that doesn't mean anything because i'm not very good <laughs> but i am trained classically <laughs> yeah you are you 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 claim that yeah i did ap music theory and everything yeah i was a little oh, hey. bit yeah they do ap does it. music all right right they, that's like one of their strengths yeah. oh my gosh okay so you're a music person scott let's talk this is so yeah. off topic but i feel like it's kind of on topic because or is it on topic really yeah. into the... let's talk about taylor swift for just one second all right let's do it um do you like taylor swift as a music person um moderately like i, hate I don't taylor hate swift. her like i feel like i feel like there's people who love her and people who hate her and i'm kind of like yeah it's fine She's all i right. hate taylor swift and okay. i stopped listening I to that. her at a certain point after the whole yeah. kanye west debacle because i'm a loyal person of color oh. um <laughs> i don't know i think we booted kanye out of the people of color now i did but um, um you know i'm thinking in the past yeah um, yeah okay at the time yeah. Also, she's too like convoluted for me. Like the mind games, yeah, or the regular game. I don't. Mm. Okay, can can I get nerdy again? Yes. Okay. What I don't like is well, okay. Well, here's what I like first. I like that she kind of writes her songs. <laughs> she, writes, <laughs> kind she, of. Writes, she writes the bones of them, right? With yeah. her little guitar. And, it's the and same her, fucking song. Piano. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. is. And so the thing I don't like, and and to her credit, most famous you know singers don't do that so mm. at all yeah so she's part of the creative process so that's yeah. the part i'm like okay I'll, I'll give that to her the thing i don't like is that i saw a youtube video because it seemed like every song i was listening to was in the one five six four mode the the chords same four chords in all the songs sometimes the they, they switch the one in the in the five or the six or the four oh, but it's yeah. one it's but it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. And th so she's basically a jingle writer. This <laughs> is what I'm saying. She, yeah, she's she sings nice. She's pretty, you know, OK, fine. But like if you're only going to just do the same four chords and just put a melody to it, is, is that is that really songwriting or are you just writing jingles like, you know, that based on these four chords? Like that's yeah. that's my thing. I say that she's a musical marketer, marketeer. Yeah. Like, I I feel like I can't relate to Taylor Swift because I'm not. I'm trying to decide whether I'm on the spectrum, but I don't think so. It's just TikTok is getting in my head. But I don't <laughs> relate about the boy craziness. Yeah. Like, even when I liked a boy a lot, it was never, like, all that obsessive or, yeah. you know, like, even the boy bands. I've never been very obsessive. Yeah. So maybe that's why I can't relate to Taylor Swift because I'm not a boy yeah. crazy type of girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't relate to her at all. So. <laughs> yeah. 
but I don't feel like I'm being asked to either. <laughs> it's not right. me she's picturing when she's writing her songs. You know, right. Something year old dude, Japanese American. Yeah, and I, I'm not on her radar. She's not yeah. writing songs about me. Okay, I just needed some validation from a fellow. No, I validate. Music I got, okay. No, I go through periods where I'm like, oh, screw her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. especially when she started, I heard, I heard she started dating some white supremacist dude. It's like, what's oh, up with that? Oh, the guy from the 1975, and they make yeah. decent music, and that's a yeah. bummer. But it is you a know, bummer. What are you gonna do? But in my old age too, I'm just like, eh, I reserve my hate, hate for like really people who really deserve it. So Taylor Swift's yeah. like, eh. She's, right. she's she's better than some worse than others yeah i don't yeah. actually hate taylor swift as a person i think we wouldn't be friends because she's a little yeah she's a type she's, she's a an odd one yeah <laughs> uh, at the very least <laughs> and i'm not skinny tall or white so yeah. you know that's yeah. that but anyways all yeah. that to say what was I, your... i'm glad we could bond over this thank you um... speaking of music i am curious about did you do music in church spaces growing I up I did oh my gosh yeah that was I, I led worship I, I started <laughs> playing guitar at age 10 just so I could like learn the church songs mm -hmm. god bless I, you and I taught myself but at the same time I, I started listening to rock music and then <laughs> so I had this sort of dual life of when the cool like, solo worship. started coming in well that came later yeah when I picked when I got my first electric at like 12. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But even <laughs> but I had my acoustic and I could, you know, I could go, I could do like worship in like junior high, you know, three chords. Mm. Could could do all the songs. Cause this is both yeah. you know, worship music's hard now. Worship music's pretty complex. Uh, um, you're telling me I only play in the key of C. Yeah. <laughs> G and A. Yeah. E, maybe C. You're good. You could play like 90% of the songs. Um now you got to do like 11 flat five and then you got to do i know you know it's 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 uh to its credit it's gotten better but i, I mean know. it's gotten more complex yeah. <laughs> i don't know about better <laughs> okay fair yeah yeah i mean i don't i was gonna say i don't listen to it <laughs> yeah um but um when i hear it i'm like oh wow that's that's definitely more complex than when, when i was growing up mm -hmm. so yeah i did it I, I led worship in college with intervarsity christian fellowship do you think so that you this is a question i often think about but don't ask because i don't get a lot of musicians on the show actually or they don't come on saying that they're musicians i should say <laughs> but do you think that without the church you would have become a musician yes yeah because because me, rock music grabbed me pretty hard okay. um and so I spent my youth sort of trying to rationalize and compartmentalize the fact that I was being told that this music's of the devil mm. <laughs> and, but it, it made me feel so alive that I, you know, I remember learning early on that the idea that all, all truth is God breathed. Mm. And then the poets say that beauty is truth and truth is beauty. Mm. And so whenever I heard amazing music, I just, gave God the credit. Yeah. So if, if I heard Eddie Van Halen playing guitar in a song, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yep. Like, God is great. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, that's how I feel still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well now it's, it's like good. I don't need God, but like yeah, if, yeah. if if there is a God, then that's that's definitely a component of it. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's it's amazing. There's there's stuff that musicians can do. Or if, you know, I hear 
um, Stevie Wonder singing, who's still alive. And mm -hmm. it's just like, what a voice, what a, what a songwriter, you know, what a talented person. Mm -hmm. That's, that's beautiful. On my, on my chapel probation podcast, this, this season, I've been doing segments called songs of my deconstruction. And I, and I go back to my youth and break down um, certain songs that musically hit me, but also just like the content or the, the lyrics kind of really added to my life. And as I look back, kind of added to my deconstruction because yeah. it's so much more complex and nuanced and beautiful than just, you know, you know, songs about God or songs about Jesus to mm -hmm. me. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, speaking of the problematic guy that Taylor Swift was dating, wow, really tied it in there, Ooh. everybody. Ooh, look at that. One of the songs that have been really pivotal in my deconstruction is a 1975 song called If Ooh. I Believe You. Ooh. And it is all about, like, this guy's atheism, but the chorus goes like, uh, and if I believe you, will that make it stop? If I told you I need you, is that what you want? I'm broken, I'm bleeding, I'm asking for help, and I'm asking you, Jesus, show yourself. Like, that cry of desperation yeah. is so... It's real. I mean, it's very David, wow, but also... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it sounds I, like something from the Psalms. Yeah, and anytime I hear that song, as problematic as the guy is, like, it's a religious kind of experience. Like, it's a moment of divinity for me, because it's like, yeah, you can... One, you can cry out, and two, you can question, and three, you can still ponder on the existence of God, even if you don't yeah. fully believe it. Like, and isn't totally. that just like a wonderful part of the human experience, the not knowing or whatever? Yeah, yeah and, and wanting answers and wanting yeah. <clears throat> something to make sense, something outside of us, that there's the idea that there's some kind of order or some kind of purpose yeah. for, these, for things. Because if you just go straight into like existentialism, it gets Harry, um yeah but so then yeah. i think about the poor people that don't like this false idea that certainty is like the yeah. most lovely right. thing you could have yeah and i remember being certain and being so afraid and yeah. that just being the certainty was the worst yeah it was like we were we were certain as a, it was like a mask <laughs> was like, yeah we have like, to I'm at least sure. act certain <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i'm so sure <laughs> But then once you let go, like, I just have found so much freedom on the other end of. Yeah. And even that's like with reading the fucking Bible that they're giving me, right? Is like, yeah. God has left room for uncertainty, allegedly, is what they still kind of believe. And I'm going to lean into that. And that's fine. Yeah, there's like, when I was a kid, they, people would say, well, if I had a question that couldn't be answered, They'd say like, well, you can ask God when you get to heaven, you know, you'll have mm. eternity to figure this out. So mm -hmm. there's still the idea of certainty, right? Well, there is an answer. Mm -hmm. You just got to yeah. wait until you die. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we don't, we, we in our finite minds can't comprehend, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But like, to your point, I feel like there's life is so much more interesting if we just embrace the mysteries and say like, yeah, there's. There's stuff that maybe there isn't a reason for. Yeah. I hope there's not a reason for things like Sandy Hook or, yeah. or kids dying of cancer. You know, I, I hope that there's, there's not like a, a grand plan where that was made to happen by some deity, right? Yeah. What a shitty deity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I tell people that I 
my biggest religion is chaos. I really just really believe in chaos. Like, I believe in the chaos of it all. Like, yeah. the chaos of this one tortured soul took it out on the or whatever. And it's just like, nothing has a meaning. It just is. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, then you look at things in nature that look so perfect and so beautiful. I see why people would point to a god or, or something mm -hmm. wonderful. It's just that if that's the same god that let Sandy Hook happen, then wow, that's... And let Alex Jones run wild with Alex that idea. Jones, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I really... Speaking of faith, I like the faith of... Um, because we're rebels, I feel like we can relate on this. What's her name? Well, I forget. Mrs. Winchester, the Winchester Mansion in San Jose. Have you ever been there? Oh yeah, I've been there. I love her faith that she was tortured by the souls killed <laughs> by her family's gun factory. That seems logical to me. <laughs> yeah, that's someone that's in touch with. <laughs> yeah, she uh, knew the carmel that was coming at her. <laughs> yeah, for those people listening, it's this, it's this mansion. And she had it, she kept building it like her whole life, right? It was these mm -hmm. hallways that led to nowhere, doors that opened to nothing, stairways leading to nowhere to, 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 to lead the ghosts astray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I recommend yeah. you look it up and visit. I've never visited, but I really want to. Yeah. It's, I was a kid and I was, I was creeped out. I was, it was like, yeah. I want to get lost though. I want the opportunity to get lost, but I know they don't. Yeah. I think there's parts you can't do. go into. But yeah. Yeah. You have to go on a tour. From a historical um, perspective, I understand. Preserve the architecture. <laughs> sure. Um, I feel like I could just really yeah. nerd out with you, Scott. Like we're just <laughs> yeah nerd compadre. Yeah, now we're talking about the Winchester House. Um, so yeah, um, the cool thing about music, going back to that, yeah. is that 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 was part of my deconstruction and, and really um, part of my life after or as I deconstructed, um, I write in the book, like a minor rock star moved across the street to, from me. Um, th if, if there are any Gen Xers, no, not Gen Xers, that's me. Millennials. If there are any millennials listening, <laughs> there, there was a group called Sugar Cult that was like heading the war. Yeah. And, and so like Tim Pagnotta moved across the street from me and we became like the best of friends. He became like part of my family and he would bring me and my wife, Jerry, like to the shows and we'd hang out backstage with them and being part of that music community and seeing like, um, like those, those kids were singing along with every word you know, and every song. And if you looked at their faces, it looked like people singing in church <laughs> it yeah. looked, and they were getting the same thing out of just singing on bouncing off the walls again. <laughs> as as i was growing up singing in church it's 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 a, it's a sense of community and togetherness and and singing the same song together is a powerful thing and so i started i had stopped playing music in throughout my 20s and most of the time i was at apu i wasn't really playing until the end when tim moved across the street and my buddy shin kawasaki started this jam hang down in downtown la and i I picked up my guitar again and it was just like, but I'm not playing fucking worship music anymore. I'm going to play actual music. And I, and I took lessons and I, and I learned. And that was like the best replacement for uh, church and faith mm. because being in a room with people and making noise together and then making noise that 
starts to sound like music is is a real it's an amazing experience because you can feel the vibration of the drums and, and the, the sound coming in the amps and the voices singing in the microphones it's it's like this amazing bonding experience and having that was was like yeah i did not miss church at all mm. just having music in my life and being able to play in different bands with different singers um so that yeah, I never I never got to play with Tim. <laughs> um, That's rude, uh, honestly, uh, Tim. <laughs> well, well, his career was kind of winding down. He's a producer. He's a big time music producer now. Um, but it sounds like it's winding up, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if Tim and I had a podcast, we'd be talking about the music industry and Taylor Swift. And um, I think he likes Taylor Swift actually. I mean, from a from a producer perspective, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, like from like... That not not as a rock star perspective, right. but As a producer, yeah. Right. The, yeah, yeah. the money making machine that she is. I mean, God bless her. Yeah. You get yeah. your money, girl. Yeah, I appreciate that she she got a little bit political in the last couple of elections because. I mean, I appreciate yeah. it, but also, it, ugh, it was so hard for you, wasn't it, girl? I know, but I'll give her credit for for doing it because I'm sure it cost her a little bit. Um, yeah, 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 Scott. You're so much nicer than me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I feel like as a woman, I can say, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. And you should, because, yeah. I'm, I was just looking for something nice to say, because I feel like we're in the process of being canceled as we speak. Uh, the the, the power is going to go out because we're talking shit about Taylor Swift. I mean, I've been watching. Have you seen The X-Files? Yeah, I watched. We, my wife and I watched it when it was on, like. Like we had to wait every week to watch the next one. I've thought yeah. about that while I just binge watch all of it, the movie and the new seasons included. Yeah. Um and it has made me more paranoid. I do feel like Taylor Swift <laughs> is gonna cancel my Suddenly these bees are gonna show up and <laughs> Yeah. I really had zero faith in the government and watching the X Files was not there's a guy smoking outside right now. That's uh, what's that about? Was he smoking good stuff or yeah. cancer stuff? Or, yeah. I mean, I guess they both give you cancer. Yeah, that's an, another nerd point for us. X Files. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I avoided it, but I also found divinity in the X Files. See, this is what is the best part about leaving religion. You find divinity fucking everywhere. Wow, in X Files. Yeah, I mean, okay. again, chaos. Yeah. No, you don't that. know anything. Shit no, is true. crazy. There's aliens, but then there's and, other aliens. <laughs> and Scully and Mulder have to, like, depend on each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the other nerds. <laughs> I did yeah. really appreciate their friendship. And then yeah. eventually you start rooting for them to get together. Yeah. But I did like their platonic friendship for a while, even with its weird sexual coding from the mm-hmm. beginning. But... It was nice. I mean, I have a lot of male friends that I'm not attracted to, and it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Most of my friends are women, so. But I get it. I love a crazy man, too, Scully. I get it. Love me (laughs) crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go back to us being crazy, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, we should lean into that. Yeah. What is, do you even, I find that I don't feel like a rebel anymore. Now that I've left church spaces, do you feel the same? Oh. Um, yeah, but the thing is, the the church vibe, like you know, my family, like, just like you, my family's still church going. Yeah, folks, and so I'm never far away from it. It's, I think we we get to a point where it's just our lives, and this is who we are, and we're happy with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm still very aware of 
where I am in the contexts that I'm mm -hmm. in. So if, if I'm with a bunch of Christians, then yeah, I feel like a rebel. <laughs> you're um, right. You're right. I just, most of my, my friends, friends, I'm the same person yeah. in another context and I'm just, just me. Right. Like my parents, have you, have your parents ever done this? Like they invited us over for dinner. We're like, all right. <laughs> and we show up and there's like eight of their church friends. What? Like, what the fuck? Like, you didn't tell us where, you know, and they were all asking about my book and I'm telling them like I wrote a book about losing faith and. Oh my gosh. I would and it was so in awkward. that moment though. Yeah. But I, you know, I didn't shy away from it, but I was just yeah. like, wow. Suddenly I mean, they're looking at up, me. Yeah. yeah. They're looking at my parents all sympathetically like, oh, you poor people. You're, you're both your sons are no, no longer church going Christians. And um, I did have a yeah. moment like this one Christmas Eve where I actually went to my in-laws, my mother-in-law and her new husband, and they invite their Mormons. So they invited two little Mormon missionaries for Christmas Eve because they were stuck in the fucking desert of Methtown, USA, Apple Valley. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember walking in and whispering to my partner and mind you, we're fully monogamous. And I was like, Ryan. I'm about to seduce these two young Mormon boys this Christmas Eve. <laughs> and he just <laughs> laughed. <laughs> um, and by seduce, I mean just like make them uncomfy. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so you, you get a, you get a little religious hall pass. To, to, uh... No, I was just making them uncomfortable. Um, because again, I relish that. And I also like making men feel small when they're religious. <laughs> it's my kink. <laughs> And it was so yeah. much fun that night. Just that's like, hot. yeah, that's yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I get off. Um, <laughs> and it was fun. I loved it. I love going to my that mother in law's house specifically when they have like all of their kids that they all raised Mormon because her husband's also Mormon. Her kids are not Mormon, but I love when they bring their girlfriends over and they're <laughs> more progressive because they're normal people, right? And they're poor, and I'm just like. Yeah, fuck the government, right? Like, fuck these Republicans. And the government's like, yes, finally. Oh, hey. Yeah. We have nice. It's just so funny. It's interesting, right? Because, um, yeah, so even people who are Christian, I feel like they have a pressure to at least pretend to be fundamentalist and conservative, even if they're not, because that's where they go to church, I guess. Hey, you can't let on that you might be pro-choice. That. It's like, oh, thank you. I know. I'm. I love being that person for people. You're doing. You're doing good things. I was gonna say you're doing God's work, but you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Although sometimes I feel like God plays funny jokes. Like at Pride OC, I had a a booth for our church, where we're just. I just had a sign that said, "Weddings at First United." Like, you can get married in a beautiful church, everybody. Like we don't all hate you, and yay, yeah. church. I'm sure that was well received too, right? Um, oh yeah, people loved. It. I had a lot of people coming up to me just to talk and make jokes about getting married because uh, <laughs> a lot of them were older and already had been married. Yeah, and I was like vow renewal. But I had this group of proselytizers come up to me with this camera and this mic, and they were asking me how I could justify like being oh, there. Shit. And I got into this whole thing, and I was like, "This is my time to shine. Yeah, this is my moment. Yeah. I have a camera and a microphone, and I don't care what I look like on the internet." Um. <laughs> But then they started my partner, Ryan, who grew up Mormon, you know, is not in this space, doesn't know the talking points, doesn't know the 
doesn't know all the fucking answers that they're or the questions that they're gonna ask you and the answers yeah. that you already have. Because we know what they're gonna say. We know which right. verses they're gonna point to. Yeah. So he was getting frustrated because you know he hasn't thought about this for so long. And then I get defensive and I'm like, don't fucking talk to my man like that. Like I get very masculine about it. It's like, don't talk to my my woman. <laughs> I'm very much a dude in my relationship. Um, but it was funny. I loved it. And at the end, I placed the boundary and I was like, okay, you're not talking to him. You're not talking to me. This is not a good faith conversation. Right. Bye. And I just like, bye with my little fingers in the camera. I was like, bye. Bye. It yeah, was just so like, satisfying. If you flip flip off the camera, they can't, they can't put that on their, their show, right? So. Exactly. And it was the typical like, well, what about this Leviticus verse? And I was like, well, are you wearing a poly cotton blend, my yeah. guy? <laughs> let's talk about all of Leviticus. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I, I got it. <laughs> For some reason, they'll they'll contextualize. I'm doing quotes. Right. All of Leviticus, which none of which they follow. But you're going right. to hang on to that. That man sleep with a man, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. that's the only thing that you're going to follow. You'll appreciate this as another language speaking person. I'm assuming you have some reference of your language. Uh, I'm fluent in Spanish. Not, I don't know any Japanese. Oh, what a surprise. I like this better. No offense to my Japanese friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm partial towards Spanish. I'm yeah. glad you're fluent in Spanish. Well, this guy, he was talking about how we're talking about translations, right? And he was not understanding that him having a little Hebrew book bible with english annotations is not the same thing as reading the hebrew right like the original language yeah because like, who right translated here. it yeah yeah and uh i had a kick i love when people when religious people are dumb i really <laughs> again kink these people were also all decked out in like gucci and i was like okay what? vanity oh vanity like come yeah. on <laughs> there's verses about that right right like chill the fuck out and i'm pretty sure it was like a costume because they were with three women who were filming and not saying anything classic um and they, no, were they can't they're not supposed to say anything right that came up and they're like wow Lest you really don't a submit to your husband learn from them yeah they did not like that i was controlling my husband and not submitting to him it's like i don't submit to no goddamn body yeah bitch without consent without well i don't because i'm that's not it's not my kink. I'm <laughs> yeah. no. Well, that's that's fair. That's... Yeah. yeah. I'm unfortunately I'm never submissive in any context. <laughs> to some people's chagrin, namely yeah. my partner. That's probably not surprising to people who listen to your podcast. It is. People assume that I don't know what it is about people assuming that aggressive women are just like really oh. submissive in the bedroom. There is that trope, right. And I kind of feel like a fraud not giving it to that trope like I hmm. I would want to be able to relinquish some control in some aspects of my life but I just can't well you're young so <laughs> you have, you <laughs> that's know, true that's you true. have your whole life ahead of you to explore whatever you want so that's true although anyways <laughs> monogamy is boring but I that's neither here nor there <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll argue about that later, which I can yeah. now that I'm yeah, not yeah. in Christian spaces. Yeah, like I read Sex at Dawn, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, and it's not even a non-monogamy book. It's just like saying monogamy is not necessarily the default of civilization and history right. and psychology and um, yeah, right. It's fascinating. 
And even like how liberating is it to just even be able to say like, oh, my celebrity hall pass is this person, honey. And it's a nice <laughs> little joke as opposed to getting condemned by your male partner. <laughs> Do you have those lists? Um, I did at one point and I always forget them because again, I'm not an obsessive person, but they're yeah, always yeah. not like pe people that fun like I'm not a Brad Pitt kind of girl or Jason Momoa. Mm. It's like, I really like this one journalist who happens to be kind of attractive. Yeah. Not that attractive a kind of, but I like the way they think. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my wife aren't into celebrities. Like they're cool and all, but like, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I yeah. mean, if one of them came up to me and asked and they were very attractive, then sure, why not? But you're not yeah. my hall pass. You're not on the list, you know? It would just be like a, a text message like, mm, well, Harry Styles wants to sleep with me, so that's happening. My partner would be like, wow, what a interesting turn of events. Let me know how it goes and if he wants to have a threesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, on your list, it should just say like celebrity with an asterisk. Just, yeah you know. any famous person with clout that has yeah but i also am very much also like uh i like you're a famous friend of mine scott and i like having famous friends but see i'm not fame i i know famous slightly famous people but no i'm not famous but that makes you more famous than i like having like famous adjacency yeah i'm famous adjacent <laughs> i like that like I like I being. I don't want to be famous. Famous. I I want to make some more money, but. <laughs> I mean, amen. Yeah. yeah. But it is nice to like go to a, a Semler concert and be like, "Oh my gosh, how did you hear about Semler?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh, huh. actually, I've met her and hung out with her and oh, gotten hey. high See, in North you. Carolina so, with her. Wow." So you're famous adjacent too. So. Yeah. Or like Kevin. Wow. Yes. I'm I have Kevin's phone number. Of course I do. No, you can't have it. How weird. Wait, who's Kevin? Which Kevin? Kevin Garcia. The Kevin oh, Garcia. Yeah. I was I was interviewed by Kevin now. So I... Yeah, people really know who Kevin is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I it's funny. I you know, I'm so new. Well, I'm yeah. now 2 or 3 years in, but like I mean, I'd heard of him, but yeah, wow, he's a big deal. That's I feel true. like you're more in the Twitter deconstruction space group versus the Instagram. It's like it's different. Yeah, yeah. And then there's so a TikTok I'm, one that I'm, I'm not getting into with the, at all. The Instagram world is sort of coming to me now. So now that Twitter's going to hell. Yeah. So yeah. So like one of my friends is Atsuko Okatsuka. She's now a famous musician, uh, comedian. Mm -hmm. And I think I've known her since you know for the last 15, 12, 15 years when she was not famous and now she's super famous you know here's how you know she's famous i wrote like something on one of her threads on instagram mm -hmm. and it's the most liked thing i have ever done on social media <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thread i, I made a funny yeah. comment and she responded to it and now there's like 200 plus likes of that comment i've never had 200 likes yeah <laughs> on anything yeah i really I really enjoy adjacency and I like being, this is also the weird, I don't like being the friend that they go out to like these events with or like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to walk a red carpet. Cool kid thing. Yeah. I want to, I want to be the friend that hangs out with you and your kid when he's being an asshole. You know what I Like I want to, I want to go to, <laughs> I want to go to Disneyland with your toddler, just you and me handling this toddler. I want to be that friend. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's the, the real life friend. Yeah. That's yeah. The regular everyday life 
friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want yeah, to be on your too. Instagram. Don't tag me in anything. No, 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 no. Just give me the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I want the baby. Like, like when, when I was getting to know Tim Pagnotta, we would like um, do housework together. We would like do woodworking, um, home improvement stuff. You know, we'd talk about like, what's a better miter saw to buy? Um, my kind of, my kind of talk. Yeah. It was, it was fun. <laughs> You see, oh, yeah. those are the kind of friends that you want. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, you know, I didn't want to be, I don't, you know, seen seen as like in the band or something like that. That was that would be embarrassing. I was a nerdy English professor at the time. Like, I knew who I was. I knew my lane. But also to them, you're probably just like the smarty pants. Like, wow, this guy is cultured. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing, so uh, Sugar Cult's over now, so I can say this. Um, Tim and Marco, the two leaders of the band, the singer and guitar player, were very intellectual. And we would sit backstage and talk politics and religion and stuff. And then they go out on stage and rock and then they'd come back and we'd keep talking. And so, yeah, good, oh my good dudes. Um, I love when famous people are smart. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Like when you find out how smart Natalie Portman is, wow, it just makes her so much hotter to me. <laughs> <laughs> like she's forever hot in my head. <laughs> Yeah, that what's that called? Uh, sapiosexual. Is that really like you're attracted to their mind? You're attracted to intelligence. Yeah, I definitely am. If I had gone to a state school that allowed faculty relationships with the students or whatever, <laughs> I don't know if any of them allow it. Or I think they're all like frowned upon. Okay, well you just killed my dreams, thanks, Scott. But... Well, that no, no, it just made it more taboo. <laughs> You're right. That makes it hotter. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It makes it hotter. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that because I was a professor, but um, yeah. It... But at APU, things are so different. It's not even like, I don't. Maybe that's just me coming, being like entering as a really Christian person, even though I was off topic and off base for most of them. Yeah. It was very much like those are real adults with, <laughs> and most of you guys are married, so it's. <laughs> I'm also not a homewrecker, so it's. I don't know. Oh. Well, yeah, I, I I know some stories about some of the Roths, and not all of them were monogamous. You see, but that was not in my friend. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to talk about this off mic because I need to know which ones were not monogamous. Yeah, I got stories. Ooh. Yeah, I was in the art department, and all those guys were pretty, pretty vanilla presenting, all married with kids, babysat all their kids, slept on their couches overnight sleepovers yeah. with their kids yeah so i didn't get a lot of that experience yeah yeah I, you know and i was one of those professors like i would hire my students to babysit mm-hmm. um, yeah it was i mean it, it was like it's like um because i feel like uh, from my view you all were vanilla and trustworthy yeah. kids so for the most i mean yeah, yeah at the very least you know they're probably not going to smoke pot in your house because they don't want to yeah. get in trouble yeah that came later <laughs> yeah yeah Wait, Amen. did I smoke? No, I smoked pot with a lot of students, actually. Um, yeah, but you were the, over it already, Eng- so it's fine. I was, uh, yeah, the English majors had a great crowd in like the late 2020s, 20, 20, 2000s, like mm. 2008 to 2012. And they were this group of poets and writers, and they would invite me over to their house to, to do, just read poetry. So I would go, and they would pass around a pipe at the beginning, and I was like, yeah, okay. 
Wow, what let's, a beautiful ritual. You it was beautiful. It was really great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm jealous because I didn't know very many cool English majors when I was at APU. <laughs> yeah, so when that group graduated, it, it definitely, there was not a group coming up behind them that were, would pick up the mantle of, of the bad kids, so. Yeah, I feel like they were like the very tail end of the beatnik era that was holding on, and then yeah. English majors became very serious after that. Yeah, yeah, they did. And the Haven crowd got kind of cool in, after like 2012, um, right before you got there. Mm. It was like the cool kids were now doing Haven. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Haven, for those of you listening, was the underground um, LGBTQIA club mm-hmm. that eventually became a real club. And then I think they're not anymore. I, heard. I cannot keep up. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a shit show when they, when they became an official club. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this on your podcast, but we should end up the show by marking our connection in the universe before yeah. we ever met. Yeah. Just a brief overview. Yeah. Um, so Scott, you knew about me. <laughs> yeah. Oh before. yeah, that's right. We told the story on my podcast. Yes. Yeah. So you got to APU the semester after I left. I le- I right. quit in 20 the spring of 2013 and you got there in the fall of 2013, mm-hmm. right? And so I kept in touch with the student groups, like like uh, the multi-ethnic orgs and Haven, and people would send me, you know, clippings or or, or links to things that were going on. And I remember there was something called Activate. Was mm-hmm. that? So it was like a new, like you know, every year the students are fed up, they're pissed, like there's so much racism and shit going on. Mm-hmm. School doesn't care. So a group called Activate started up with this manifesto and. Um, and I was like, what happened to multi-ethnic programs? Oh, that's right. The school killed the multi-ethnic programs. So the students had to start up their own sort mm-hmm. of activism. So, yeah, I was like, okay, good. A little problematic, <laughs> a little <laughs> little hyper-focused on things, some things that aren't that important mm-hmm. and kind of ignoring other things that are important. Well, we're kids. We're yeah, kids. yeah. No, And so, you know, I was always going to support. And then someone sent me a link to a a pretty angry uh, <laughs> manifesto of her own by one Josephine. It was a blog post. <laughs> okay. Was it a blog? I, I was going to ask, what was the original? So it was a blog post. Yeah. But it, it kind of went, it made the rounds. It got to me. Mm-hmm. Someone I got in a lot of trouble me. for it. I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh, see, that's why we're friends. Cause exactly. we, write, we write shit and we get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, you were pissed. And so like 90% of it, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Like you, you, you pointed out all the flaws of activate. <laughs> um the 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 part i was like eh, you were like we we need to like i forget i can't even remember which part i mean part of it was probably like uh we need to be nicer to white people you know yeah, yeah i think that's what it was and i was like yeah yes and no <laughs> and not like nicer but more considerate but still yeah, yeah. not so necessarily it, the vibe if i knew you i would have reached out and and asked you to clarify that you know mm-hmm. like because I, I had a feeling that's what it was i, I had a feeling that's what yeah. it was but you know, as written, you know, it was an angry blog post from from what you were, were you like nineteen or twenty? Yeah, yeah. And so, but I didn't know you, and I didn't have a way to reach out to you, and I didn't want to like, hey, I'm an ex professor. <laughs> like, what's going on? So I I told the people I knew who were still there my thoughts, and I don't know if they ever talked to you, but um, and then I forgot about it. And then when I was writing my book, I had this big like a file box of things I had printed out, um, emails, you know, other, other writings. 
and I had printed out your blog post. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm flipping through, and I was like, wait, Josephine Hyle Jimenez? Josephine? Wait, I know I that know person. that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is like what at that point nine years later, or yeah, eight, eight years later, <laughs> so long later, yeah. So yeah, literally like a couple weeks later, you were on chapel probation with me, and, yeah. and it's just like this is you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so embarrassed, but it's so funny. no, no, it was great. I, it was for 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 what you were and who you were and in that shitty situation, you know, like it's great. Yeah. I will say that after I wrote that blog post, it a little bit emboldened my white friend group at the time. My best friends were mostly white because APU is mostly white. Because APU, yeah. And they were saying some stuff that was way out of pocket. And I had to sit everybody down, family meeting some. And I was like, just because I said, you can't be racist, okay? Like, you can't be. It was like a whole coming to Jesus moment of like, you guys can't say this shit just because I said this shit, okay? Like, it's like the N-word <laughs> type of deal. Like, you can't. Oh, right. You can't. Just because I can say it doesn't mean that you can say it, okay? Like, I can't. <laughs> We're not actually talking about the N-word, by the way, but it was like that very much yeah, that. Yeah, those, those words. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was that ended up being sort of like a, a flashpoint of your own, like, identity development, right? Yeah. After is that, that, is that was... where you say so you got some of your fire, like, from going through all that shit? Yeah, because I was used to being like a rebel that nobody listened to. But once people started listening, you're just like, oh, consequences. Yeah. But then it's like, I'm also very much best case, worst case scenario. So worst case scenario is like, what are you going to do? Kick me out for being anti, 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 anti racist? Like there's some weird blocking <laughs> situation. Yeah. So I, um, it wasn't that hard in the end because again, I'm probably too arrogant for my own good and I was like what are you gonna do <laughs> and my more my more progressive professors were mostly on the same page so yeah and a lot of my complaints were logisticals so I feel like they yeah were freaked out yeah no it was a fine piece of college writing I'll, I'll, oh wow you assessment. professor approved <laughs> um all that to say this deconstruction world is very small <laughs> so um, right. We're gonna run into each other, and I'm glad we ran into each other. Yeah, me too. I love this is great hearing you on. I subscribe to everybody's podcast, so I love hearing you on everybody's podcasts. Yeah, when when uh, when the book came out, I I, I made the rounds. <laughs> yeah, although it's, I heard it's a you, weird thing. You shouted me out on Blake's podcast, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so famous. <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, I think I shouted you out when I was talking to Brad Onishi, too. Oh, yeah, I heard that one, too. I'm a religious listener of straight white American Jesus. It's the perfect intersection of my brain. Yeah, because it's like it's academic, but it's like real life on, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody tell Brad. um, We're complimenting Brad. And if he hears this, he's going to die because he hates being complimented. I know. I love it, too. It's my favorite. It's kryptonite. But you ain't shit either, Brad, okay? <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah, yeah. I try to balance it by making fun of him once yeah. in a while. So you gotta love him. He just uh recorded a documentary at my church. Right. So. He he was telling me. So Brad and I were at a conference a couple weeks ago at, at Berkeley and they were putting us up for free. So I was like, cool. I didn't realize they were putting us up in the dorms. <laughs> so Brad and I Oh 
we were in the we were in the the, the freshman dorms. We, Did you have like to he, share a room? No, we each had our own room, but we, oh, it was like nice. a suite. Um, oh, good to share bathroom. We shared the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You poopy buddies. Yeah, so we're joking like. <laughs> We should probably stay up later than 9.30, right? Because we're in the dorms. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like Justin Gentry of um, Go Home Bible, You're Drunk. We went yeah. to Wild Goose last year, and he was getting wasted, right? Yeah. But we're all getting wasted, so it's not abnormal. And he was like kind of embarrassed for a second. I was like, bruh, you have no kids this weekend? Yeah. You're with Let your friends? Get as drunk as you want. I will hold your hair. And not that he has hair, but I will hold your hair while you throw up. Go yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Justin. He came out to my book release back in April. Um, so I partied with Justin. Justin is a wholesome person. Not to out you for drinking a lot, but, you know, we like I said, we were all drinking all of Derek the Heretic's Dark and Stormy's that weekend. So here's to hoping right. we get... Our own you, West Coast Wild Goose. I was going to say, are you going to Wild Goose this year? Uh, No, I am not. Yeah, I'm not. I, I didn't. Yeah, I talked to you about this. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, well, nobody's location... going either. At the very least, not many people are going. Okay. So it's less camp. I, I go for the camp rock vibes, you know? Right. That's what we had a worship night karaoke, but ironic. Yeah. Hillsong, Australian accent, fake preaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just re-traumatizing ourselves. Yeah, I was um, going to say that. I don't know any of those songs, and I think, I don't know if I would enjoy that. I think. Uh, I mean, when we're dancing interpretively, I think you would enjoy it. Okay. That was a lot yeah. of the vibe, but. <laughs> All right. So, like, dancing naked under the moonlight doing this? Like, uh, maybe. I'd, oh, I'd be in. maybe yeah. that's next year. Well, we need to have our... <laughs> We need, like, to your point, we need to have our own West Coast version of Wild Goose, right? Yeah, some people are talking about it. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna happen this year, but we we gotta we gotta do it because I I'm not going to South Carolina or North Carolina. Where is yeah. it? Uh, South North Carolina. South, North. <laughs> yeah, North. And it's Carolina. not near a city or anything. You have to like camp or like yeah. Yeah, or, it's definitely a... cost prohibited. I had to rent a car <laughs> to drive right. an hour. It's, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's definitely rough, but it's either way. It's a fun time. I'm I sure. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It is what you make of it, even with people walking around. But anyways, all right. Um, t- uh, give Let's us one last plug about all the things you got going on, like your book and your podcast. The book. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've talked for an hour and haven't even said the name of the book. Oh, oh that's shit. how bad I am at this. Uh, it's called Asian American Apostate: Losing Religion and Finding Myself at an Evangelical University. And we picked a long ass title because my my publisher was like, "You're an unknown, so you can't just have a cool, you know, short title. You ha- the title has to say exactly what what's in the book." Otherwise, As a reader, I do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Asian American apostate. It's it's out there. Um, I did the audiobook, and that the audiobook has been selling really well. People are into audiobooks. I don't understand, I even as yeah. a podcast listener, but maybe I should get into it. I like it on road trips. You know, if I'm all done with the podcast, so I'll, I'll listen to an audiobook. So, yeah, I had fun recording it. It was, you know, I could be my, my weird self. Yeah. So, I mean, it's your own voice. I always love when the authors do their own stuff. Yeah, I had fun. It was, it was, uh, it was fascinating reading my book cover to cover out loud. So, <laughs> I was like, because sometimes that sounds like, like my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because some some pages I was like, oh shit, I should have probably edited this page better. But then sometimes it'd be like, wow, did I write this? God damn, that 
that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm glad um, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, a good line. I would highlight yeah. that in a book that I yeah. purchased. I was like, nice job, Scott. That's uh, that was a good one. Um, what else am I doing? I'm I'm actually uh, in the third season of Chapel Probation, which Josie was on in the second season, and um, yeah, and I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of music for. Um, podcasts that uh straight white american jesus is producing in the next couple of years so you'll hear songs that i write and record and produce and yeah it's kind of fun being having a like a job where i can you know write and record music so i agree yeah. you're also very talented so oh well hey we should do a track together because i did i've done a track with like zach malm of the veterans of culture wars um one of my former students and I, we we re, re, we redid a Hillsong song in a, like a, to make it a gay anthem. <gasps> the dream. Yeah. No, it's the Eugene's episode from season uh, two. So yeah, we. All right. We took Jesus, Jesus, Jesus at the center. Is that the song? It's like Jesus a really pretty song. At the center of That's one. So at the end, he said when he was at APU and they'd be singing that song. Um, there's that r refrain where there's just Jesus, Jesus, mm -hmm. just over and over and over. And he and his friends would sing under the breath, Daddy. <laughs> 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 no, that is a good song. It ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah. No, we were, we were, we were trying to kind of ruin it. Um, I so mean, yeah, I, I, I added the, and so yeah. we, it, we start singing it regular and then it gets, it gets more West Hollywood as the song goes on. So. I'll do any track you want me to. Um, my range is from tenor to alto, so. Okay. Well, no, you can pick a song, and then we can re up. I make a backing track, and then you can <gasps> sing it. Oh my gosh, everybody! Maybe we're gonna have a new song on here. I Dang. think so. Making yeah. all of my dreams come true, Scott. I've always wanted to record a song. You're, you're even gonna if be it's a recording artist. One. Yeah. Ah! Making my dad's dreams come true too. He didn't want me to be a doctor. He wanted to be me to be a CCM recording artist. Okay, well, maybe we can write a CCM song. No, um, we don't have to make his <laughs> dreams come true. <laughs> Just a, a recorded song is perfectly fine. Okay, a recorded song. Yes. Of, of any stripe. Okay. There you go, Dad. It'll be the most. We have to make it an 80s ballad for him. Ooh, like a power ballad? Ooh, yes. He loves, yep, Chicago, Boston. That's Ooh. my dad's jams. Oh, okay. I can do those. Which is very progressive for him as a very religious. Yeah, man. yeah, coming from a Pentecostal, yeah. But he's a musician. He can't like yeah. you. He can't. He just yeah. he gets pulled in, sucked in by the music. I respect that. That's yeah. I respect that too, even though he's problematic at times. But Pentecostals anyways, can rock too. We're very good at it when we want to be. Let me <laughs> tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I know it's intense. It's pretty fun. But anyways, friends, thank you so much for listening to our fun and friendly conversation. Scott and I are friends in real life, if you cannot tell. So if you do not enjoy the friendly banter, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. I like to be friendly yeah, with everybody. You probably stopped listening a while yeah. ago. So. <laughs> I am a friendly person. Um, you got intellectual from Brad Onishi. Not for me. You get real life commentary. 
Anyways, you can find us on Instagram at Speaking in Church. You can find me at Josie Takes the World. And we have a tip jar if you want to tip me some money. Not necessary. I will continue to do this for free because, like I said, I like to be famous adjacent. So I get to make all these friends for no other reason but to care for their children, um, apparently. <laughs> With me, you're famous adjacent adjacent. So, yeah. Well, in some circles, still famous adjacent. You know, but that's okay. Yeah. Transitive property. Yeah. 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 Twice Nerd. removed. Like we said, twice removed. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks friends. for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, always love to tell people that my friends write books because as a reader, I'm a little nerd about it. In in the best way. I know. I feel famous just for like, oh my gosh, look at This is my friend's book published by a publishing house. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm on the front page of it, everybody. Woo! That's right. That's me. Anyways. All right, friends. As always, stay woke or get woke. Bye. This has been an Irreverent Media Podcast.